Blog Talk Radio. So baseball's coming back, and that's great. There's a lot of differences between being a Yankee fan and being a Mets fan. If you're a Yankee fan, it's hard to get good seats. If you're a Mets fan, they might let you pitch. I'm Brett Singer. This is my show. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. It is Saturday, June 27th. The year is 2020. We say that for the inevitable time capsule that we know the show is going to end up in. This is Brett from The Bunker, and I am joined today by Dustin Nolan. Dustin, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, Brett. So I ask everybody this. This is the first question. It's a very important question. How are you holding up? <laughs> Through all of this, you know, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster. I've started uh, being... A little upset, and then encouraged, and inspired, and then more upset. And now I'm now I'm honestly a little angry at a, a little a lot of people. <laughs> oh, really? Who are tired, you? Uh, tired of racists. Tired of uh, um, people who who can't do common little things of courtesy to help other people out and things like that. And it's uh, discouraging for the people who are actually trying to make a difference. And I don't know. It's upsetting, but. Uh, keep trying okay. to do I think my part. Okay, that's fair. Like, what, what kind of things? You mean like wearing a mask, basic things like that? Yeah, wearing a mask and and just uh, or you know not uh, going and uh, uh, trying to encourage people to do the opposite of what common sense is is telling people to do. I suppose. Uh, I mean, my feeling is is the smart people are saying wear a mask, so let's wear a mask. Like it's exactly. pretty straightforward. I don't, I don't, th- yeah. I don't see it as complicated. It, it, I, I know there are people that see this as a major political issue. Uh, this is an infringement on their rights somehow, and I just, I have a really hard time seeing it that way. It just doesn't make sense to me. Makes no sense to me. There's something that's very easy to do that that can protect, uh, at least from the smart people saying it can protect uh, people you love and people who you love through loves, and it's just uh, it goes down the line, but. Yeah. Um, so now you have what I think of as, as being a tremendously cool job. You're a morning man. I am. I do. I do a lot. I'm the operations manager, program director, on-air talent promotions manager, production manager, and among several other hats for a, a group of three radio stations in Durango, Colorado. Wow, that sounds like a lot. I mean, what what does a program director do, for example? Uh, I pick all the music, program all the music, um, and then mix all of that down with all the different commercials and uh, uh, go and uh, uh, clients come in. We record commercials. I produce commercials. Um, uh, just basically anything that's on the air of radio I'm in charge with. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll keep you busy. Mm-hmm. So how has that changed oh, yeah. being in quarantine? <laughs> have you, do you, I mean, I assume you have to do it all remotely. Yeah, so we we obviously we can't do remote broadcasts right now or anything and say come on down to this car lot or anything like that because right. we don't want to encourage large crowds of people in certain areas. I can't MC gigs. 
uh, lots of endorsements and things because uh, a lot of places have been shut down. So it's been a difficult uh, adjustment of trying to figure out how to keep our business going because uh, most people can't afford to advertise anymore, which is a, right. you know, how we get our paychecks. So what we've done to um, adapt with that is try to do uh, community-related things like uh, gr- uh, broadcasting graduations or telling people what restaurants are offering delivery or uh, trying to help out, like we're doing the, our, our comedy uh, segment to help out our community emergency relief fund. We did a couple of day music festival. We're doing a Men Who Grill event to benefit that's virtual to help benefit the Women's Resource Center. I mean, a lot of different things to try to help out our community and help out the nonprofits. And then it's a little more of a feel good thing that we can try to get some people to back us a little more and sponsor the things that we're doing in that way. Hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so it's it's kind of <laughs> it's been a, a difficult, but it also feels good to be able to be doing more things to help out. So, yeah, that's good. That's really good. Now, do you have to do the show, the radio show, from home, or do you still do that in the studio? Uh, no, I, we still do it in the studio. It's strange. Back uh, uh, a couple of years ago, there was a law passed in uh, that uh, they actually consider radio broadcasters to be first responders. Oh. Uh, now, I don't really say that a whole lot out to people because we certainly aren't as important as the healthcare workers and things like that. But it is a, a duty that we have under any circumstances, during any kind of emergency, that we are expected to get the news out to people and to be reliable and accurate and uh, try to help out our local communities in that way. Well, that's cool. So, I mean, I mean, you know, it's, I guess that's good. It's good to be important. You want to get in there and inform people. I mean, radio, I, it's, it's interesting. I mean, do you think that there's a certain, that the current generation doesn't really get radio as much? Because I used to call this a radio show, and I stopped because people were like, what's that? It's like, well, it's a podcast. It's like a live podcast. How's that? Does that work for you? So, um, like, do you think that there's a generation that just sort of didn't really grow up on radio and doesn't really get it? Absolutely, I do. I think um, that, uh, uh, well, there's a meme that goes around where there's a young guy that uh, is saying, wouldn't it be wonderful if there was a, a local podcast that you could listen to for live for free? And it's, it's yeah, that's, that's radio, man. Um, but it's, they just, they, you know, they're used to Spotify, used to this and that and everything, but they don't understand what you can get from local radio and what it can bring. Uh, to you in local news and local things. I mean, Spotify, XM Radio, they can't do those things. But yeah, if I were if I were doing this back in the 90s, I'd be a huge celebrity. But now I'm just, you know, I'm like a D-minus list celebrity. So still passing, though. Just, but hey, you know, that's not an F. I mean, I'm, sure, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're higher than that. I'm sure you're higher than that. Because, I mean, <laughs> locally, I, locally, I mean, what you do is very important. I mean, you're like you really are bringing local information to people, and I, again, I mean, I think some people kind of forget about how important that is. It's true, and it's something that uh, radio fights with every day. Uh, I mean, if you, you, I'm sure you know that most people, when they're listening to radio, they listen in their cars, and uh, a lot of the car dealer, uh, car industries have been discussing the idea of taking radios, basic regular radios, out of cars completely. No, uh, and replacing them with other things, which could oh, I hadn't heard horribly that. impact radio. But uh, we're, you know, we're fighting against it. Lots of places are fighting against it, and so far, so good. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's really people don't understand uh, the importance of being able to have that that local outlet, and especially in small towns, you don't have uh, news outlets on television or anything. You need somebody there to be able to to tell people when there's a fire blazing, what's going on and stuff. You yeah. Know, so. 
Absolutely. I mean, wow, the the idea of a car without a radio. I mean, I guess people, you know, they use their phones, so whatever, but it's just that'd be weird to me. I mean, one of the, you know, I I love when we we don't we we live in Manhattan, so we don't have a car full time, but you know, you get it, you get in the car, you turn on the radio. That's how it works. Exactly. Uh, but uh, I guess a lot of the idea now is that a lot of cars could just have the technology of uh, like a tablet or something. So people could just have their apps on there that you can just press the button and play Spotify or play whatever Pandora or whatever it is instead of uh, uh, having that local access to it. But mm. of course, we would still be available. You could go to our app or something like that, but it would be a little more difficult for people to, to do than just, you know, what the big guys are doing, you know? No, I mean, you're broadcasting over the air. I mean, that's one of the great things about it is, you know, you don't need another connection. You just, you know, you just need, I mean, you don't even really, I mean, there's an antenna somewhere. It's not like the old days where you had an aerial antenna, but, right. you know, I, I mean, I don't know. That bothers me. I don't like that. I had not, I had not heard that either. and I am not a fan <laughs> that, that definitely troubles me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll bet. I'll bet. Um, so do you like look at ratings books and stuff? Is that something that you obsess over or is that not, is that not really a big deal anymore? It's, you know, it's not really, I mean, it, it depends on your market. Like if I were up there in New York with you guys, of course, that'd be a huge deal. I mean, my ratings better be good or I'm going to lose my job. But, um, in small market radio, it's just not taken as seriously. And plus you have to pay for the ratings books. So a lot of places won't even start oh, to pay for it. Interesting. Um, yeah. And then it's, uh, you know, it's not exactly accurate because they, they usually a lot of these rating systems will only send out 50 to 100 different letters for people to respond to what they listen to. And they'll probably get about 3% of that back. And then half of those are a joke. I remember that uh, uh, number one for a couple of years, I feel like for ages five to 15 was news talk radio, conservative news talk radio. It's like, that can't be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> what? So like five to fifteen you know, to Rush Limbaugh or something? I, I guess. I don't. Maybe that. Maybe they're really into that. Well, that's what days. my five-year-old used to listen to. I mean, but you know, I don't know. If they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that seems, wiggles, that seems right? like the numbers might the be other. off. Yeah. yeah, it might be off on that. <laughs> he was listening yeah. to Magic Treehouse on CD. He wasn't listening to you know radio. <laughs> I tried to get exactly. my kids into radio. I, like I sort of just kept it. There was always a radio in the house that I just. You know, there, but it it just it doesn't it just doesn't seem to register for them. I mean, some of it is like a lot of the radio I listen to is sports radio, and they're not big sports sports guys, so therefore that's not something they're going to be into. But even just the idea of you know flipping on the radio to hear some music, hear some local news. I mean, I just I guess that's not you know I guess they're not going to do that. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is tough. Um, uh, yeah, and I see uh, sports. I love sports, and uh, uh, we do uh, high school sports broadcasting on our stations, uh, so that you know, grandma in Alaska can listen or whatever. But uh, uh, yeah, it's something that doesn't seem to be registering too much with kids. We try to fight that by being a little different than most radio stations, where we don't. Uh, which is ninety-two nine. The point, by the way, KPTE. If anybody wants to listen on Alexa, or if they want to. Uh, you know, go download the app or listen online or whatever. Uh, but we try to do something a little different with our imaging instead of, you know, the monster truck. It's blah, 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 blah. We, uh, you know, we do a little more of some fun little movie clips. We make fun of ourselves and uh, we basically run the radio station like a train wreck where instead of having some set formula of exactly what we have to play, we have a huge library of 
uh, 80s to 2000s where we'll play anything from Cindy Lauper to, to Biggie Smalls. So it's, uh, it's a little all over the place and keeps you on your toes. And I think that that is a little more appealing to people because they realize that if they're creating their own playlists, that it is limited. But with us, uh, you never know what you're going to hear. And it's for people who just love music in general rather than uh, having to stick to, you know, just classic rock or just country Wait, or whatever it is. Is, it, is it. They call it lean back as opposed to lean forward or something. I, I, there's a, there's a term for it. That's not quite, that I'm not quite getting like the idea, like people who want Spotify or things where they're picking every song, you know, that's the one, that's one class of people, but then there are people who really just want to turn on, turn on the radio and just whatever you play is fine. And that's how, that's really how I feel. I, I would much rather just turn on the radio. Like why I have Spotify. Um, but a lot of times I wind up, even in Spotify, I'll wind up on one of the radio stations. Cause I don't really want to sit there and just keep poking at it, you know, and sit there and take the time to make a playlist. Like, I just want to, it's like, uh, I don't know, motorhead. I like motorhead. Sure. Let's listen to that. You know, let's see what, the, and then it's fun. Cause you discover things you didn't know, you know, you, you hear songs yeah. that maybe you hadn't heard before. Or a song you'd forgotten about, or or you hear Cindy Lauper and then B Smalls, like that'd be fun. I, I I'm not going to make that playlist, but that'd be a fun thing to listen to. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's um, it, it I, and I'm the same way with you. I don't like to just sit there. I mean, sometimes it's fine if if I'm doing something that's not taking up a lot of my time. But when you're when you have a busy day and you're or you're trying to think about other things, like why add that extra little bit of stress where you're having to sit there and and figure out your music every three minutes, unless you're listening to uh, like I don't know, uh, maybe Beethoven or something who's doing a three-hour piano song. Uh, you got to keep keep going with it. You got to keep working with it and fiddling with it. Uh, right. It's not appealing to me. Just turn on and go. Um, so it sounds like you've done a pretty good job of going from terrestrial radio into digital into the, into you know getting everything online like so you got an Alexa app you have a you know an iPhone and Android app um is there anything else that sort of needs to happen like things that, that as a terrestrial radio station that you've got to have to sort of get into the digital world well i mean things keep adapting and it does add a whole lot to us that uh with social media i mean you know uh, originally it was just MySpace and then it was Facebook or whatever now it's YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Instagram, and it's just, it's a whole nother level of job that uh, they don't hire somebody else to do. So we have to just add that to our workloads. But um, things just keep changing so quickly that we have to keep uh, moving with it. There is one thing that's, uh, that's a big deal right now called HD radio. You know, everyone went to HDTV, now there's HD radio. And uh, uh, the beauty of that is that it is, um, you can listen to it from your car anywhere. Like if somebody's up in Denver, they can listen to our station. No problem. Uh, because you can switch to different frequencies. Like if it's 92.9 for us, you can switch between 10, 15, 20 different 92.9s. And then at the same time, we could actually do two different broadcasts or even three different broadcasts on that same frequency. So people go to our HD1, HD2, HD3. Uh, so it's really a cool thing that's out there right now. The problem is, is it costs probably about $100,000 to set that up for each individual radio station, which radio oh. just does not have that funding these days, unless right. it's... Uh, uh, you know, public radio. A lot of uh, NPR stations can do that, or college stations can find grants and and funding to do that. But your typical radio uh, just can't afford it at this point. But it is it's a really cool thing that I'd love to be a part of one day, maybe. Uh, but that's probably the next the next big thing for 
terrestrial radio. Hmm. That sounds cool. I mean, so do you, does that require a different radio? Can you, like, sounds like you would need an HD radio in order to listen to that. You do, but that's uh, one thing that uh, the car manufacturers, a lot of them right now, uh, have that as just an option either that just comes with the car automatically or it's like a $50 upgrade. Um, and uh, it's kind of like that digital platform as well where it's the touchscreen on the on the car radios and everything. So oh, cool. it is widely uh, available for people oh, at okay. this point. Yeah, because I feel like I've I've heard of that, but I don't think I've ever encountered it. It's not a lot of people know a whole lot about it these days, but uh, it's coming along. Uh, this is the time it's going to start to become more of a big thing. Right. Well, that's cool. Um, so how did you get into radio? Oh, uh, so um, my mother uh, was a, a sales representative for radio stations uh, since well before I was born. And so I just grew up in radio stations and um, – when I was in uh, high school, I didn't want to have to go to all of my classes. So I was in one class that was a work program class. Well, then they told me I had to get a job to be in that class. Uh, <laughs> believe that, believe it or not. So I, uh, I first I worked as a clown and got fired. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. I'm not letting that sit. you worked as a clown and got fired. What happened? <laughs> well, this actually happened twice. Uh, but the first time, uh, I was just late to balloon animal training, uh, not making that up. And they said that they couldn't have that and let me go. And then the uh, second company I worked for, uh, I was going out to a uh, uh, kid's birthday party, and we did the party. And then afterwards, it was the last party of the day, and the parents said, oh, can you have a beer with us? I'm like, oh, no, I really I really can. I'm on the clock and working and everything. And they're like, oh, come on. It's the last party of the day. Party's over. We're the parents of the kid. Like, just have one beer with us. I said, Okay. So I had a beer, and then, uh, yeah, then my co-clowns went and told the boss that I drank a beer oh, on the no. job. Then I was gone. There's so. no honor among clowns. No honor among clowns. Of course, they didn't like my clown name either. I wanted to be Tipsy the Clown, and they didn't like that. So <laughs> was, uh, that was that before or after the beer? <laughs> before, actually, but uh, it made sense. I was playing up my role, you know. But... Uh, I forgot the original. Oh, radio. Yeah. So I got yeah, in. Yeah, um, uh, uh, so I, I started my first job um, as a board operator for a radio station where if you have people that are on a, a, a remote, which I don't know if normal listeners even know what a remote is, but it's when you're broadcasting from away from the studio, like if I'm in a car lot or a restaurant or something and saying, come on down. Um, I would be back at the studio running the board to make sure that those people could get on the air. And uh, I did that for a long time and then worked my way up into having an afternoon show. Um, and then, uh, you know, like we were talking before we got on the air, I went up to New York and started doing acting and film and television and then uh, came back to the same afternoon show and then eventually got my way up to uh, uh, program director and running three of my own stations. So cool. it's a slow ladder, but it's uh, you start from the bottom, you just get your foot in the door. And if you stick with it, it's still a, it's just hard to to get that initial foot in the door and to be patient, but then, you know, there's, there is those opportunities still available for people. No, really? So this is still, this is still a viable career. Well, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is, it is now. um, But I mean, who knows what, what's going to 10 years as far as technology to, to the radio has to continue to fight more obstacles to stay relevant, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, the thing, but it is a the fun thing, career. Like, it's the original. I mean, the original. But I mean, it, well, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it predates television. I mean, it, it's it's the and it's the easiest thing. Like, there's just waves. Like, you know, you get an antenna, you broadcast yeah. out. Every, you know, every people got them in their cars, at least for now. And you know, I've got I've got a radio uh, in my bathroom. I like to listen. To, I like to listen to the radio in the morning when I'm getting ready. And it just picks it up. It's not a big, you know, it's not a big deal. You don't have to think about it. I don't have to like configure the Wi-Fi address or anything like that. But you know, it, it but it does seem to have to fend off these new technologies. Is that frustrating? Oh, it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah, and it's it's frustrating in the way too that it's good to see the world uh, evolving and more more things coming to to be. And and I mean, technology's fun. Um, but it's also it's a double-edged sword. It also uh, hurts a lot of things. It's like you know, with online shopping, for instance, I I miss going into a record store, or into a movie store, or things like that. Now it's sure. it's great that it's all easy and convenient for us to have just at our houses now. But uh, you know, it's also destroying a lot of the fun jobs that are out there. There's not that many fun jobs anymore these days, and they're getting harder and harder to get. And, uh, you know, when I worked at Whole Foods in Tribeca, I wanted to jump in front of a bus every day. I don't want to do that anymore. But uh, it's, uh, you know, it's hard to think about people that have to exist in a world that, yeah, things are more convenient, but uh, that's in your personal life. In your work life, things are less convenient. That's interesting what you said, that the, that the fun jobs are going away. Like working in a video store was probably kind of a fun job. I mean, the movie Clerks notwithstanding. Right. Um that you know, Quentin Tarantino. I mean, we got him. We got him because he worked in a video store and he could watch movies and talk about movies all the time and become this movie obsessive that went on to becoming this great director. So you know, like if that, I guess we're just not going to have that anymore. So I mean, I, I, staying at home is never going to be a fun job. Like if you have some sort of, I know, I know a guy who's been working for a political candidate, um, making phone calls, and you know, you can do that from anywhere. But that's not fun. You know, you're not with people. There's only right. so much fun that's going to be, right? Especially if you don't like the political candidate, then it's horrible. That would be really yeah. tough. That would, I used to do telemarketing, <laughs> and I once had to do telemarketing for Rush Limbaugh's newsletter, and oh, that no. was re- that was a hard day. I, I I didn't stick I didn't stick with it for very long because that was really difficult because I because boy did I not agree with anything. And you were talking to people that who knew, you knew were hardcore fans, and it's like. You know, that that was a time when in New York, if you if you could if you could read, you could get a telemarketing job. So it was not. I had so many telemarketing jobs because there were there were tons of them. Um, but well, I tell you what, when I, when I have uh, I, I do, my three radio stations that I run up here are um, uh, my variety station that's just a beautiful train wreck, which is my baby, and I've got my uh, top forty station. And then I, uh, the other one is uh, a conservative news talk, which I struggle oh. with every day. It's like I'm helping getting this on the air every day, and it's I, I, I really don't want to. I'd rather just put on some like immortal technique and play it over top of Sean Hannity, but you know, immortal technique. Oh my gosh, well, there you, <laughs> that's a deep cut. I love it. Love me some immortal technique. That's great. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be pretty funny if suddenly in the middle of the broadcast you just drop in some immortal technique. <laughs> oh, if, they, if I that'd ever be get pretty fired, good. Trust me, it's gonna. Oh, happen. I'm sure you would. If you ever, that, that's one of those you decide you're done. It's like you know what? Yeah. I'm leaving anyway. Let's see what happens. 
you know, I, I, I got the book contract, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did Mike dropped and throw it in the garbage because you're not coming back from that one. Um, so is that all? Is that all? Is it local guys or is it all uh, stuff that you br- bring in from other places? I try to keep it local, and I try to find in program, put in programming that is uh, uh, different. Like I, I, you know, I enjoy coast to coast. It's a, a bunch of uh, crazy people talking about Bigfoot. That's awesome. That's fun. Um, that sounds super fun. Got what a, is that? I want. I want to listen to that. Oh yeah, coast to coast radio. It's uh, people call in and talk about seeing Bigfoot or being abducted by aliens and stuff like that. And it's just it's it's kind of fun to listen to. So uh, it's usually on uh, uh, AM stations. Uh, you'll find it on some AM station there. I'm sure that's uh, and it's usually plays overnights. So it's it's late night stuff. But um, uh, and then we uh, you know I do have some local shows where we'll have people who will interview local people. Um, uh, that are doing things in the community. So it's like, we do have things like that, that it's nice outlet for that. But otherwise, uh, no corporate won't let me change things like Glenn Beck or rush or anything like that. They're the state. It's gone? gotta be there. I haven't heard, I haven't heard from Glenn Beck I, in a long time. I know a lot of stations have, have switched that with something else because he's, he's such a, I don't know. I don't know what words I can say. Such an asshat, but, uh, <laughs> um, and I caught, I just get mad every time I'm listening to, to that show. But, um, but no, they, yeah, I can't, I'm not allowed. I can't switch that out. Too many listeners are obsessed with it, which is right. one of the sad things. It does have some of the more loyal listeners. I mean, we can't sell the station for crap because nobody wants to buy it, but the, the listeners, I mean, if we're off the air for one, like, you know, 10 seconds, we've got 175 year old, angry white men calling and saying, what the hell are you all doing down there? And, you know, that that's got to be kind of that's got to be kind of nice though, right? I mean, you know, I, I feel like that's probably a good thing. I, you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> not, it's nice to be needed, isn't it? I mean, I feel like that's that'd be good. I mean, if I don't show up for my comedy show, nobody, you know, I, there's nobody beating down my door. So, like, yeah, whatever, we'll go do something else. Right. I just wish that I was more needed on the station where I'm telling people, hey, you know, maybe 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 wear a mask rather than the station that they're like, oh. Antifa's already started a war with us. We've got to shoot back. It's like, oh God, I hate you guys. Uh, so you, you get so you get political on the air. Like that's not verboten. Uh, well, I'm not really supposed to. I've gotten in trouble before by trying to call out Nazis and telling them to call in and let's have a chat and things like that. But uh, they tell me don't do things like that. But. But right now I've been able to walk that fine line of being able to just try to keep our community safe because that is a duty of mine um, that I'm supposed to do is to help people out during uh, emergencies. So just because one side has taken that the emergency is a political stance doesn't mean that I still can't tell people to be safe and to do things that are common sense. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, again, I mean, we talked about this, but – you know, to me, it's common sense. It's just, it's become a political football, but I just don't get it at all. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, So obviously you love comedy. So tell me, tell me about the comedy contest and how that came about. Absolutely. So um, what we did is I, uh, we were trying to figure out ways to help out um, uh, and what organizations to help out in our community. And the community foundation serving Southwest Colorado has a, a foundation called uh, the Community Emergency Relief Fund, which we used for when we had uh, our big mine spill. We've used for uh, lots of big uh, forest fires that we've had and things like that. And what they do is they get the money out to the uh, 
either the emergency people who need it or the people who are being impacted, or in this case, um, all of the people who are being financially impacted, uh, like either people who lost their jobs or or to nonprofits that are, are having a hard time staying open and things like that. So um, we decided that we really wanted to help them out. And so what we initially did was made a two-day online music festival. And we did that, and it was, uh, it was a great success. We got like 24,000 views on it and uh, a lot of great musicians, and uh, it was a great thing. But uh, then we decided, what other outlets can we use to still do some more things like that? So we started talking about trying to do like a virtual theater production with a local theater troupe that's uh, just a small cast or something. And then we, and then we uh, you know, hope when we were doing the music festival, um, who's the host of the comedy shows, and an old friend of mine, she said, um, um, can we get some comedians in between the uh, the sets here? And then I'm like, well, we're broadcasting this music festival over the radio. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, how many comedians do you know that are funny with completely clean comedy? You know, but uh, so we went and we decided to do a different route and actually do our own comedy series. And initially we were just going to do comedy shows, but then we thought it'd be a little more engaging for the audience, a little more fun. And then we could get more people uh, involved uh, if it was a competition so we can get more people's eyes on it. So more people might donate uh, to the cause. And uh, so we made it into a um, six week competition with five weeks being uh, eight comedians at eight minutes a piece. And the top two each week get to move on to the finale. But now we've added another week um, where it's the, uh, the points picks. So we, we're, it's kind of like, you know, American Idol has always has their stuff where it's a little more dramatic. So we added one week where we pick our top eight that didn't make the finale. And then they get one more chance to try to make it in. And we'll pick two more from that. But, um, right. uh, it's been a lot of fun and we've got, uh, 40 comedians from all over the country, from New York, California, Florida, Colorado, Texas, I mean, all over the place. And uh, they're all, they've all been so talented and, uh, and really it's been a hard choice to, uh, for people to pick between them, but uh, it's been a great thing so far. Oh, and you can uh, check that, uh, check it out at facebook.com slash nine, two, nine, the point, or at facebook.com slash surf C E R F the airwaves music festival. And we know it's not a music festival. We've made the page before we knew we were doing a comedy thing. So, right. That's okay. Uh, so, so yeah. does this, this, and people so, vote for their favorites at our website. But, so yeah, the contest ahead. does not get broadcast on the air. That that just goes out over Zoom. Uh, Zoom and then and then over um, uh, Facebook videos, website videos, that kind of thing. Any platform that we have online that we can use to promote it. Um, but uh, the actual comedy show itself is not being broadcast over the radio, just because there's so many things that we can't say on the radio. Right. However. The winner of the contest um, is going to win a radio special. Oh wow! Um, and plus, like a, a prize pack worth about like a thousand bucks worth of uh, uh, things from Colorado businesses that are local things. You know, local whiskey, local honey, local chocolates. You know, things oh, like that. To, local whiskey to represent. Who doesn't love local yeah, whiskey? Yeah. Oh yeah, we've got a, a great distillery out here, and we've got another place called Honeyville that infuses everything with honey, delicious stuff. So, um, uh, so yeah, they're going to be uh, in for great stuff with local Southwest Colorado prizes. But in the radio special, we haven't exactly nailed down exactly what that means yet. Honestly, um, it's uh, we've I've kind of decided it's whatever the comedian wants. Really, if they want to do five five minutes a week for a year, we can do that. Or if they want a one, one hour show, we can do that. So it's whoever wins. We'll work five out minutes what a week for a year. That sounds like a dream. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 
we could do that too. The only thing is, is that that will be on the radio. So we will have to edit those segments because, you know, the darn FCC and all that. So. Is that, I mean, is that tough at all? I mean, I feel, I feel like it's pretty straightforward what you can't say, but maybe I'm wrong because I'm not in that world. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be wrong. <laughs> People are offended by everything. We had one, uh, one lady last week that did a commercial where um, she was very passionate about it. And the commercial read things like, uh, we really miss your freaking faces. So come on down and fill these freaking seats. And, you know, we had some lady calling who's like, I'm offended by the word freaking. Oh, come on. And so, yeah. So what we did with, uh, well, yes and no. So we got rid of, freaking but we just replaced it with bleeps so now it's we really miss your bleeping faces and it sounds worse but hey it doesn't say freaking uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. is that sort of a little uh, like poke to do that like uh, I got a little bit. we'll believe it out even though there's nothing there <laughs> exactly yeah we'll make it so we'll make so. it sound like you know, we're saying something. It's it's like you know uh, unnecessary censorship on Kimmel. I mean, it's like come on, freaking! I'm offended by freaking. Yeah, freaking. Oh man! Uh, and I've gotten in trouble with my uh, my boss twice because of times that we accidentally said the word nipple on the air. It's like it's a body part. It's a nipple. Whatever. That's not even one of the words we're not allowed to say. But oh, I was going to say like that, say that can't like possibly that. be. I can't, I can't possibly it's not. be. On, I mean, so there is a list. There's a list of words that you can't say. Like not just the seven dirty uh, Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's a list of the frowned upon's, and there's definitely a list of of the ones you definitely can't say, um, uh, which are some of them are kind of surprising, but um, uh, I don't know if I can say them. <laughs> but, been, I I try not to. Every now and then somebody slips. Okay, up, that but, won't. You know, I, I won't then. Yeah. Although I am wildly but, uh, curious, I gotta I gotta be honest. <laughs> well, like, are they are they like are they words? Let me ask you something. Are they words that like someone would really find offensive, or are they words where it's like, oh, come on, that can't possibly be offensive? Uh, yes and no. It's like, um, uh, you know, one word we can say is the b word. That's fine. That's that's okay. But of course, we can't say the f word. We can't say uh, gd. But we can say g or d. Uh, we can't say the C word and all that. So a lot of those are offensive, but there's things like, like I said, we can't say nipple or we can say nipple, even though corporate says we can't, but we can't say another word for that. Or, you know, we can say uh, urination, but we can't use a different word for that. You know, there's weird things. Yeah. It's very bizarre. So is that just kind of trying to anticipate what people are going to get offended by? Uh, I don't know. I think it's just a bunch of old people that set something up in the 1950s and haven't changed it since. I don't know. It's probably why the B word is still okay, but the other ones aren't. I don't know. The B word that rhymes with itch? That one is yeah, okay? Yeah, that's the one. Why would that be okay? Yeah, oh, yeah, you can say that. Why is that okay? We play okay? Meredith Brooks. We play uh, Elton John. Both of them have songs with that in there. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, God, it's I didn't even think about with songs. I feel like so, yeah. so I, oh man, you got to have a radio-friendly version of the song. I was just, I'm just thinking about what the you know what the DJs can say, what the on-air talent. Can, oh no, no, yeah, away, we're probably one of the, the only songs. stations in the country that plays Easy E, and I tell you, editing those songs are not easy. Oh man, yeah. that's going to be tough. I mean, do you, do you bleep it or yeah. do you drop it out? Which is which is the preferred method? 
You know, it depends on different ones. Sometimes there's already edited versions that I can go and get, um, and then those are really nice. But sometimes uh, I won't, I'll never bleep it out, um, but either just make it silent or what I'll do is I'll reverse the word. Um, so it's just kind of a almost like a, a record scratch kind of sounding thing to it. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's Although, yeah, sometimes though you'll. I've had a couple of times where I've reversed the word, and then the word backwards somehow is more offensive than the word forward. So weird. that's weird. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> bizarre, huh? That's it. That must that must be frustrating. Where you're like, oh, I fixed it. Oh no, I didn't. It's that worse. Didn't really work. Yeah. Oh man, I made it worse. That's just terrible. That's just terrible. So that's kind of a cool thing with radio is you know how to do like all sorts of things. It's not like you just get on the air and talk. Like, you know how to do all no. this, you know, technology stuff. Yeah, most people think that I uh, uh, I just go and do my show and go home. It's far from it. I, uh, and since the digital age, it's made, it's made radio a lot easier since we don't have to cut up reel and things like that and uh, so many different little things that you had to do hands-on. Now you can just do it digital so it's quicker. But you'd think that would make it easier, but it hasn't because what they've done is they've taken what was – 10, 15, 20 different people's jobs and narrowed it down to two, three people that are now doing all of that work because it's quicker because it's digitalized. Hmm, right. So, they, so okay, you, you know, since it's digital, you can do everything. Yeah, and uh, which is also in the way kind of kept radio alive too because radio certainly couldn't afford to have a, a um, you know, a staff of 25 people running a radio station these days. Right. Um, but it's it's definitely made it a lot more work for the people who are working in it still. Hmm. And yeah, social no, like, media, what, what, like just, we were talking about earlier, I hate it. <laughs> what, what just the way you introduce yourself, you know, that you're the operations manager, you're the program director, you're this, you're that, you know, that you've got all of these different all these different hats. So yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't see you doing your show and going home. It sounds like you've got way too much to do. It's, it's stay busy. Yeah. Yesterday I worked from 7 a.m. to 11:30 p.m. Wow. Uh, but that's How, just because we're doing the comedy shows. Oh, oh, right, right, right. But that's fun. Hey, it's fun. It's comedy. It is. It is fun. And that's the thing of it is that I don't mind working so much and working so hard because I do enjoy my job every day. Um, so that's nice. Yeah. No, that's that's obviously really good. That must that must be yeah. that must be a big. Have you ever done comedy yourself? Uh, no, no, not in the, not in the way of stand up. Uh, you know, I've done more like comedy theater and, uh, the sketch comedy and improv and those kind of things, but never just me up there on the stage with a microphone. No way. <laughs> no, just, so no I'll do some that, comedy just me in a microphone not, in the studio, but that's different. Right. That's not a thing. You're not, uh, you don't want to get up there. It's, it's funny. It's scary, but once you've been doing it for a while, it gets easier. Like, and it's kind of addictive. You kind of can't not do it. Like there are a lot of comedians not doing Zoom shows, and I totally don't get that. I just I I feel like you know you, you come on man, this is what we got. You know, don't you want to do a show? I mean, let's you know, let's go. So you know, I'm doing as many as I possibly can. I think it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm impressed that people can can write so many funny things as a thing for me. It's like I might think of something once every six months or something, but how people can just have you know just comes to them all the time. I guess you just focus on it and and think about that all the time, or I don't know how that works. Um, I mean, it, there's inspiration, but then also sometimes you sit down. Like I, I'm a stay-at-home dad, so I have various versions of you know I'm a stay-at-home dad. That's like this, or you know, being a stay-at-home dad is just like being a stay-at-home mom. So like you know, I might write you know five or ten different versions of that, and then see which one I like. Um, and it might be none of them. 
you might write five or ten, and then it turns out, eh, you know, it's not, none of these are really are really what I want. But you know, bottom line, you just you just got to keep you got to write a lot. Like I wrote a bit that I was hoping was going to be like a five minute bit, and it's probably going to end up being about a minute and a half. But um, because you know the really funny parts are not the main chunk. Um, well, I shouldn't say not the main chunk, but like the, the there there are definitely jokes in there, but there's not enough to sustain it for five minutes. So I mean, so I have to cut out a lot of the parts that are just not funny. Um, so it's just yeah, it's just it's just work. It's a it's it's an enjoyable kind of work. It's it's definitely it's a fun thing. I'm I'm only a couple of years in, and before that, I like I don't know what quarantine would look like if I wasn't doing comedy. I, I'd be I'd be tremendously bored. Um, I don't I don't know you know I don't have a morning show to go to every day. So you know I got this, but it's not the same thing. I don't have three hours of radio and then commercials to edit and all the other stuff that you've got to do. You sound like you you couldn't possibly have been bored in quarantine. Oh no, I'm working more than I've ever worked in my life. <laughs> but. Uh, but like I said, it's fun, you know. Uh, I'm more used to playing off of people and, and being more witty in that thing, like, uh, playing off of situations and people like that. But just uh, uh, just me, just like, okay, go be funny. Oof, oof, sounds terrifying to me. You guys are brave people. Well, thank you for giving us an outlet. You know, thank you for giving us a place to a place to go. That's really that's a really cool thing. We appreciate it. Yeah. Well, and thanks for so many people being so damn funny too. We, uh, I was kind of expecting half of them to bomb, but uh, no, they've all been <laughs> hilarious. So. Hope, I don't, I don't know who who brought the in the comics. Was it mostly Hope, or did you get it, get them from other places? Mostly Hope. I'd say she brought in probably thirty of the forty, uh, and I brought in a couple. And then a friend of mine, Tristan Miller, up in uh, at New York as well. He brought in uh, a good little, ch- uh, you know, chunk of them too. Well, uh, that's not true. Actually I'd take some away from hope. Cause we have a lot of local comics too, that a guy named Ryan MC put together. Okay. But, um, um, yeah, I had three, three main comics, one local and then two in New York that all kind of put together, uh, people they've worked with in the past and, and brought them into this little group. Hey, do you have any radio heroes? Are there any like favorite radio broadcasters of yours? <laughs> Um, no, I can't say that there is really, I really? guess. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely grew up listening to all kinds of things. I mean, of course, names come to mind like Howard Stern and, uh, Wolfman Jack and things like that, but they've never exactly my cup of tea, uh, you know, and I love the voice of Casey Kasem. And I love that you knew that his, his cup was actually always filled with vodka. And I like that you always uh, got those little clips of him actually just screaming at people when he wasn't on the air. And then he just goes those right back hilarious. on. It's just happy those, Casey Kasem. But those are hilarious. So, I mean, I'd say he's, he's my favorite in that sense, but I wouldn't, I'd certainly not call him the hero. Right. Um, no, that's but, fair. I, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are doing a lot of good things out there, though. It's like, um, um, I think Brooke and Jubal up in Seattle are hilarious. I think that uh, you guys, uh, we have our show that's The Breakfast Club. You guys have your guys' show that's The Breakfast Club up in New York with Charlemagne the God and all of that. And right. They, they're doing a lot of good things right now and, sure. and getting a good voice out there. And so I appreciate a lot of um of radio people, but yeah, probably no heroes. I I was always more of an actor, you know, always more film and television. Oh, who's your favorite uh, actor? I just kind of ended up in that. Right now, currently, uh, probably Christoph Waltz. I love love me some Christoph Waltz. Oh, so good. So good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such a good, that's a great choice. That's That's a terrific choice. Actor's actor. Just a great, 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 great performer. 
Absolutely. Right. He blows me away. That, listen, this has been great, but we're unfortunately running out of time. Now, can you tell everyone where to find you, where to find the radio station on social media, website, all of those things? Absolutely. So we are KFM. You can find it on Alexa. Tune in all of those uh, different types of things. You can find us online at 929thepoint.com. You can stream us from there. Uh, you can find our Facebook page at facebook.com slash 929thepoint. Um, and you can download our mobile app, 929thepoint. Uh, it's got a little blue mountain, some red, some yellow. You'll, you'll see it. Yeah. And the next comedy contest? Next one is uh, if anybody wants to be a part of the VIP show, they can um, they can go ahead and message me on Facebook, facebook.com slash 929thepoint, and we'll try to get them on there. That's Friday at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, or uh, the shows themselves actually post up on Saturday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on our Facebook page. Cool. All right, this is great. Uh, Dustin, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. This was really, really fun. Um, we will be back next week. Uh, Brett from the bunker, and above all, stay safe.